Can I steal you for Can a minute? Can I steal you for a minute? Can I steal you for a minute? Welcome, everybody, to Can I Steal You for a Minute, the reality dating recap podcast. My name is Indra Raj. And I'm Mary Bianco. And we are here, special, like, extra edition. Wow, 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 wow. Trying to keep up with um, the just crazy amount of content that has dropped. Um, so, like, they dropped six episodes of Love is Blind <laughs> on Wednesday, which is just, I feel like that's, like, kind of mean. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't remember it ever being six. I don't, maybe just because previously I was just watching it and then we just, like, casually shoot the shit about it or. Right. I remember it being four at the most. Same, like never six episodes. And I was looking at the release schedule and then it's like three more on Wednesday and then like maybe two more and then a finale and then they'll probably do a reunion. I don't know. We'll see. It's like the same length, but it's just so much content at once. Um, All at once. Yeah, it's okay. We're going to get to what we can get to, which is the first yeah. three episodes of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about Love Island through episode, I think episodes 22 25. through 25 is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot to talk about there. So, but first we have some news uh, that we want to share from the reality dating world. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so I guess... This is old news, but I didn't realize this until I saw their Valentine's Day post. So Bliss and Zach from the last season of Love is Bind, or maybe two seasons ago, um, are having a baby. And they posted these really cute Valentine's Day pictures where she looks like very pregnant. Like she looks like she will be having the baby soon. I I feel like almost like the the vibe I got from the caption was like the baby is here. And they're just kind of like. You know, sometimes like Instagram influencers give or like reality TV people kind of do like a lead right. time. So I kind of got the vibe that the baby might already be here, but they're just taking their their privacy. Okay. Which is, I love that for them. I, I truly love that couple so much. I know. I just, I was reading an article about like the wildest love is blind moments or like the moments that make it the show. And just thinking like, of the person we saw singing to Arena while she rolled her eyes in the pod and then showing up to the reveal and her saying he looked like a cartoon character and she didn't oh want to touch him. She was so mean. To where we are now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, the whole redemption arc, even on that season of like, oh, why didn't you choose Bliss? And like feeling like, I know. Okay, we're letting go of her, but then they get back together. And like, I just, I think about like, the weird art in his apartment and just how bizarre he is, but also how much I love him. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, I think like he is strange, but I think is ultimately like the best boyfriend yeah. husband for how strange he is. <laughs> like he's not strange in a red flag way, which like 90% of the men on this new cast. Yes. Be, but more so just like, yeah, it'll be awkward until you know him. And then you know, he'll open up and he seems super loving and devoted and, you know, has a super, he's like a progressive man too. Like his mom was a sex worker and he works on, I think he's in a, he's a defense attorney, like getting people out of prison. So like 
that is way more to root for and and more compatible for me personally than 90% oh of the God. men that are on this season. And I was thinking about also like how much it might have to do with location because that season was shot in Seattle. And I felt like there were a lot of men on that season who I appreciated their emotional depth. Yeah. But it's something we don't always get from men in general, but especially on these shows. Yeah. And like now we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I think it's really showing in terms of like the the emotional depth of everyone in some ways. Although, I mean, some people have some really crazy stories. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the next season is going to be Denver. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like <laughs> excited. this, the, the polar opposites because we'll get to this, but it's just interesting watching this as like a, as a left-leaning person hearing someone say, I don't judge my friends for being yes. um, Democrats. And I'm like, oh my God, I've only ever heard that like, in the other way so (laughs) interesting i mean anthropology anthropology continues um for those of you who don't know like i live in colorado i don't know if i've even said that (laughs) but i live in boulder which is very close to denver i have lots of friends who live in denver so i'm down there a lot and actually i tried to get one of my friends to when they announced they were doing denver to to do it and i think it was probably a good idea she didn't but I would, I don't know. I often picture, I'm like, I wonder what it would have been like if she was on this. <laughs> I I think about that a lot because my sister, Becca, one of her best friends is, lives in um, this part of North Carolina. And she said some of her friends were approached to join and they're like 25, 24 wow. years old. And they were just like, I just feel, my sister Sarah just texted me, new love is blind class arguably hotter than usual In- interesting take, oh Sarah. interesting yeah we'll have interesting to take. debate that <laughs> oh she clarified at least the women okay <laughs> oh but just like them they said no to it because they weren't like ready to get married but it just kind of like shed light into their process where they'll literally go to bars and see hot people and be like hey want to try a different way of like dating wow and, really um, oh only the crazy ones say yes. Interesting. Yeah. So it's really like a go out. It's because it's like usually, you know, I don't know how casting goes, but I've always felt like it's like you send in an application and then you go through all these screen tests and questionnaires and things. But that's like a very like gorilla style <laughs> casting process. Yeah, I think they like have like on the ground research for it. So it's very, very interesting. interesting. Um, so anyway, so happy for Bliss and Zach. I hope we get to see. Me too. If they don't want to show baby pictures, totally fine. But I hope that they're doing well if their baby has arrived. Um, we're going to not talk traders. We haven't talked traders in a couple episodes, but we will hopefully next week. There's just been so much other stuff to talk about. So much other stuff. And honestly, the, the traders episodes have been incredible oh recently. And so it would just take over and, and and as much as we love it, this is not a Traders podcast. It is, so but I mean, Peter like, is the star of this season. It's true. He's still there. He's still there. And then Bergie from Love Island oh, US is, is there as of Indra and I's watching. So he's on the chopping block last episode I saw. So Right. So we're so I haven't seen yesterday's episode. So we're recording on Friday, February. 16th right now just to give you a reference Mm because I think this episode will drop on Monday um but 
Yeah, from the week before, like, I just have to say I was so proud of Peter to not take the traitor's invitation because I was, I think if he had taken it, it it would have all fallen apart very quickly. I think they would have gotten all the traitors out really fast because it's just too obvious for him to choose that. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think him saying no gives him the power to be like, they invited me, they're scared. You know, it's, it gives him like a little bit more leverage. I also love how he's like, I want to win this game and I want to win it in the right way. <laughs> I'm here for the right reasons. I mean, that is such a, that's so Peter though. Like he really has that like genuine thing about him, which I think is what makes him so endearing, even though he's such an idiot sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he can be really like he's gonna have to watch himself because he's he's a little bit too proud of himself for this right. plan. And I think that that's where like very perceptive people like Phaedra and Parvati will yes take advantage. And we said we weren't going to talk. And then we and did. And you know what? We will continue to. There's no apologizing here for talking about traitors. It's my favorite show on TV right now. Um, Fucking bad. Okay, tell us about X on the Beach. So have you ever seen any of these seasons? No. So. It is very trashy <laughs> in all the right ways. It's an MTV show. I think this one is going to be on MTV in the UK, but on Paramount Plus here. Okay. Um, and it basically brings together reality TV people who can either have exes that are famous or that they've met on other shows or just outside of it. So it can be any kind of ex. It's similar to Too Hot to Handle in that they don't at first know that they're on X on the Beach until the exes start showing oh, up. Oh, okay. Um, so... I saw Chloe, I never know how to say her last name, Vetch. Of two, she was on Too Hot to Handle. She was on that other show where they combine the Are You the One, Too Hot to Handle people on Netflix. Um, so she's going to be on it so they can bring in like a ton of people for her. And then I didn't watch the season of Love Island, but two people named Paige and Finn who won their oh. season and recently broke up will both be on X on the Which season? So, Must be like six or eight know. or nine. I feel like there's some lost seasons yeah. in there that like is not represented on All Stars right now. Not at all. And and well, except for Molly and Colin, but like I have so little knowledge of their season that I didn't know we can get into this until Georgia said it that that they were a post I know. I didn't realize that either. That so we was, can get into that for that sure. That was really but. interesting. I think about that a lot now that we're getting into it. But okay, so let's talk about so but basically the X on the Beach, there's a new season coming. There's a new season coming. I don't know exactly when it's gonna come to the US because again, it's it's an MTV UK show, but I think with the deal that they have with Paramount Plus, they will um hopefully extend it okay. to us. I think it's coming in like April or May. So we'll probably be done with Love is Blind okay. and All Stars. And then <laughs> we'll be, at least have something else. We to may have up. some room at that point. Um, and we'd love to hear suggestions from all of you. So please hit us up on social media. Because there's a rumor that Paradise is not <gasps> coming back this year. I know I forgot to put this in the doc. Um, oh, my God. I heard Zachary Reality talk about it this morning. And, and it sounds like... Because last season, romantically, was such a flop. It really was. Um, <laughs> it really was terrible. It was, I was like struggling to right. get through it. Um, I They're going to take a couple seasons to regroup and get a whole new like fresh blood kind of thing and maybe rework the format. Yeah. They um, need... The casting I, was not great this time. Like I liked a lot of the people, no. but it was just not... I don't know. And I, I think there's some parts of casting where you just don't know how it's going to be until it happens. And I think that's kind of what happened yeah. this season. It just like ended up not really working when it 
when maybe like in the, when the decisions were being made, it was like, oh, this will definitely work. And then it just kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just kind of like having Rachel be first and I think oh, just yeah. made me sad for her because she didn't get the like, holy shit, the bachelorette's here kind of thing. I think. No, that was. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I think they need a whole new group. That was a pretty big bummer way to start the season. Actually. I know. She was like, oh God, really? <laughs> well, it's also like, I don't know, like Kylie was really hot, but she was just kind of like not, there was nothing else about her that was interesting. Avon was like, I don't know, I we could go through everyone, but yeah, there were not a lot of like people that really jumped off the page and yeah, it was too bad. I, I, yeah, they have to bring it back though. Like m- maybe not they this year, to. but hopefully sometime. Them. Okay, so love is blind. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh. <laughs> so we're 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 oh. only in through episodes one through three. So that's what we're talking about today, and we're still in the pods. And actually, like at the end of episode three last night, Patrick was like, "I'm ready to get out of the pods." It's <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready to get out of the pods, but I don't think we've met all the couples yet that are going to come out of the I know. Pods. It's sort of interesting how they've done it. It's a little different this time because I feel like in the first few episodes of the other seasons, they've introduced them all kind of right off the bat and then you follow the different journeys. And this time they're sort of doing like one couple at a time almost or like a couple at a yeah. time to like really dig into it, which is interesting. It sort of makes you wonder like how many people are gonna even get engaged but I mean I think it'll be at least four or five couples we'll see yeah I I think so because we left and we have one right and we're about to see like final decisions for it seems like the Jess Jimmy Trevor Chelsea love square is going to result in two engagements yes um yeah so so okay let's I think we have to talk about AD and Matthew and Clay. I was going to suggest we start with AD because I like her so I much. Fucking I think her picker sucks. Okay, cool. She was my favorite, but her picker her sucks. Picker, like, oh my God. I mean, I have a little bit of sympathy for her because, like, you just connect who you connect with. And she's just happened to connect with two men who, like, aren't the greatest, I think. I, it's always hard when it's. Like usually when it comes down to two choices, it's like one is good and one is, you know, not as great for you and is a lot of red flags. And the decision, there's a good option there that you can root for. This was like no good option. (laughs) So AD literally sees, I think, the best in everybody. I think that's true. And is very like open and, and welcoming. And so the two men that she happened to attract the most attention from are Matthew and Clay. Very different men from each Very other. Very different. Equally a terrible partner. Yeah. Like I would say I I am worried who she's going to – I mean, I kind we kind of know who she's going to end up with by default, but AD is like this very sparkly person. Like she's so pretty. She's so sure of herself. She is really funny. She knows how to push back on people. And then – And she's like has emotional depth, which is really yeah. nice to see. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like a full package situation. I – I agree. And, and she, so first we meet Matthew and he (laughs) doesn't fully get the point of the show. I don't think. I mean, Um, literally the way they introduce him is so cruel (laughs) in some ways. Like uh, clearly he has 
some social things that don't quite, you know, they don't line up with, I think, how social norms, let's say. But yeah, it was like they showed him being like, why am I even here? Like, I don't even know how to meet people. Like, I hate this. (laughs) I hate talking to people. He wrote down 14 questions. Yes. And and the first girl that answered it was like, oh, and and what what do you think about that? And he goes, I wasn't really planning on providing answers. That was so like... Oh, my God. And like, I think every girl was like, who the fuck is this guy? Except he somehow broke through with AD and this girl, Amber, it sounds like. Well, she's AD is the only person we don't see walking out on him. And and I think it's because she kind of like called him out on his shit where she was like, yeah, what are you here for? Like, uh, are you we have to get to know each other? Like, what do you want out of this? And he kind of opened up yeah. to her. And I think when you're the person on the receiving end of, oh, this person never talks to anybody, but they talk to me, it feels extra special. Like it feels extra. Um, yeah. feel extra important. Like it's like a forced intimacy really quickly if you're the only person right. supposedly that they're talking to. That is so to. true. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, they chose me. And like, we do have this special connection. And then, and then it's really like, actually, there's just a lot of red flags about this person. And like, it says more about you probably being able to get through to them than it does about the quality of partner they're going to be able to be to you. And like, it's just, I mean, the show really, you know, they like to play with you a little bit in the opening episodes. And I feel like, you know, before the like kind of shocker at the end of episode one, I was like, I was even like, oh, my God, these two are such an unlikely couple, but like I can see it and I want them to get engaged and I want it to work. And he's so committed. And and then like hearing Amber literally say exactly the same things that he said to A.D. in the lounge was it was like diabolical feeling to me. I know. I I do think it's interesting that they didn't show it to us. So I wonder if it's going to be similar to like Uche and Lydia editing where it's like, oh, Lydia's lying. None of that happened. And then lately it came out and it was like, Amber seems, I wrote this girl is cuckoo bananas in my notes because she just seems to be like, she's like, that's it. Pow. And everyone's like, what are you yeah. talking about? And then it comes out. We don't see it that, that Matthew has told her like, I will leave you yeah. right now. And after, and saying like, I want to talk to your dad before I propose to you. And had said that to AD. And Matthew does not deny it. No, he doesn't deny it. He actually kind of owns up to it in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, his last conversation with AD was so fucking bizarre. (laughs) It was just like... He was like, is she gone? Is Amber gone? It's like, stop asking the girl you're potentially wanted to propose to yesterday. If the other girl that you're interested in is gone. And then he keeps, and then the stuff that he said, like, so, I mean, by the end of the conversation and what we learn when he says, like, I'm going to go after Amber, it's clear that, like, Amber was his number one choice. But he's sitting there in this room contemplating. He's saying, America loves an underdog. Like, the amount of times he referenced the way America would perceive him it was like he was trying to convince himself to go for it with AD because it's the second best choice and like it could be this like unlikely love story. But then he started when he started crying and AD's like, are you crying? Like, what? Are you crying or are you stuffed up? And I was like, yes. 
And it clearly was not the first instance in the pods that he brought up America because she said, I know you're, AD said to him, I know you're very aware of the lights camera action of it all, but I've put that aside and really want to find a relationship. So I was like, where did they talk about him being concerned about public image? He's acted like a total fucking weirdo. Yeah, no, he's like, he was obsessed with that. And, and remember like early on, he said like, I'm not here to become a C-list celebrity. It's like, uh, bro, maybe you are like, no one says that if they're not thinking about it, you know? Yeah. It's, it was interesting to hear that brought up. And then the conversations about how many followers do you have? Oh, those were various really interesting. Um, and I was actually glad they showed those, but Yeah, I mean, it's just like totally dodged a bullet, AD, for sure. Like, I think Matthew of Matthew and Clay is the worst one. (laughs) Yeah, I think Matthew is like more outright manipulative where where Clay is is more the stereotypical boy framework that we've seen in the past. Like, I did not like Clay's anger towards AD. Right, and did you notice um, that they purposefully cut out clearly how angry he was when, like, okay, first of all, I would have been really upset if AD had been saying the same things to me because it was a little much, uh, it was an overshare for sure. It was, it was like, you are my best friend and I'm telling you right. this, not you're the other person who I potentially want to get engaged to. And like the way Clay was pacing around that room and then, but in their next conversation, he says like, I'm sorry, I swore at you. And she's like, I'm, I don't like it when people yell at me. I was like, they didn't show we us didn't that. what really happened in that conversation. It was clearly a lot worse than what we saw because I think they're trying to yeah. redeem him a little bit. Like they're really trying to make us like Clay. And like, I do I feel like this man in 10 years may be ready for something like with a lot of therapy, but like, yeah, I think he does have good intentions, but he's not ready to be the type of partner that like someone who's clearly way more emotionally evolved, like AD needs right now. I totally agree. Like, I think the way that he was talking about his ego was almost like the first step of therapy where it's like, identify what is triggering for you. And he hasn't gotten to the second step of like, okay, how do we approach our ego and actually put it aside? Because saying that's my ego talking and still allowing the ego to talk like you haven't like when he picked up the whatever that stick and was pacing around the room. I was like, I just don't. I'm glad that she couldn't see it. But also I wish she could have seen it because I don't think you can go back from the way he was pacing yes. and the way he was looking at the screen and like the- I I want to like him too. I think he's really I think he's really yeah. charming and I think they had a very flirtatious banter but then someone said Clay thinks he's on love is blurry like with Shake where he was like, "Oh, you can kind of see what they look like." Oh, but yeah, you don't have that all that whole part too, yeah. I I just think yeah, I I, I just think you knew you were going to get engaged without seeing somebody. You don't get the guarantee of being automatically physically attracted to them. And that's like the risk. I of know. The show. And AD sees it so clearly in that conversation she has in the kitchen with her friend. I, I don't remember. I don't remember what her name is. I don't even know if they told us, but we haven't seen her at all. But one of her friends in the lounge, she's like, she's really laying it out there. Like, you know, Clay's like calling yeah. me out on this, but like, I got to call him out on like the fact that he wants to know what I look like. And like, she sees who he is. She sees that like he's yeah. someone that she's dated before that wasn't good for her. 
Um, and like, she's definitely going to get engaged to him. And like the downfall is that like Clay is very good looking. Like I have a feeling that that's going to like put some stars in AD's eyes a little bit. I also have a feeling he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think they're going to have sex on their honeymoon Oh yes, and it's going to be like, you're going to want to stay with somebody for that reason. <laughs> like I, I could see it like I could see I could see them having sex and I could see them breaking up before they leave Mexico or wherever they go. Um, because, yeah, I do think A.D. knows what's going on. And I think I think like, yeah, Clay may show his true colors in a way that she can't ignore once they're in person. So I'm I'm just curious to see how that goes. But um, yeah. I hope she sticks around either way. Like I hope they have a lot of like bringing people back in because she really is. She's a character that could carry a whole show. Right. Like she she could be the bachelorette. She could be the center yes. couple. Like if she had found someone that was like good for her in the group, then th- I think they would have been the couple to carry yeah. the whole season. Um, I don't. I unfortunately don't think that's going to be her her journey. She. I mean, they basically spent the entire first episode on her. And much of the yeah. second and third, like she's absolutely the most dynamic character and the producers know that. And I think that they've, that's why they've put so much into her. So we'll see how it goes. It's yeah. like, she just, she, she connected with two guys that just aren't really the best. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. None of these guys are the and best. We leave the episode. <laughs> None of them are the best. We'll talk about a couple that I actually like okay. ne- next, but. When Matthew leaves and is like, I'm going to yeah. get Amber. I'm like, I can tell that the show doesn't really care about what happens with him and Amber because they never showed us right. Amber talking at right. all. So we'll I know see. that probably means that we won't see their journey, but we might hear about it later. Or maybe they'll like show up at one of those like hangs that they always do. Or I don't know. I mean, he's such a weirdo that it is like a little he's kind of good TV for that reason. <laughs> so, yeah, he'll be he'll be back. I mean, I just, he was getting so red in the face. Like he was like embarrassed that this was coming out. That yeah. He got caught. And I think we'll see him having to, to respond yeah. to that. Um, We hope to see you at the reunion. Yeah. It would be great. <laughs> we'll see you later, Matthew. Um, Okay. So we'll let's talk later. about the people that you like. I, I like Amy and Johnny together. Amy and Johnny. Okay. Yes, I do too. I think I really like Amy. Um, Johnny feels a little robotic to me like in the proposal room when he said he's like I have these two criteria or last questions for you they felt very like prescriptive and a little like I don't know rulesy in a way that I'm like when you're actually in a relationship with someone like rules sometimes need to bend a little you need to compromise you need to like think through things like having too many rules in a relationship can about certain things can really like be difficult. So I'm sort of yeah, wondering yeah. if we're going to see some of that dynamic once they're like living together and all these things. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally off base. He seems like a nice guy, though. He does. Yeah, I feel like he's just going to do. I get very Alexa and Brennan Lemieux vibes oh, okay. from them where like 
he's just so surprised <laughs> that someone as beautiful as this is in love with him that he's just gonna do whatever he... she wants. Like he's oh, just he was like, like, I won the lottery. He's like, she is so she is so stunning. Yeah, to be fair. And she's so pretty. He, and she really clearly liked him. Like, did you see how they made out? Like when they first saw each other? He looked like a terrible <laughs> kisser, but she didn't seem to care. <laughs> she was like, I <laughs> she was like she figured out how to like compensate for his weird head movement yeah. very quickly. So I yeah, I I think that there'll be a wedding that we get out of this for sure. And I think it'll be them. They both seem like easygoing, but also like serious in the same way. Like they seem to really match up with how they want to communicate with people. Um, And yeah, I just, I thought they were, I thought they were cute together. Like when they said, I love you, I like actually bought it that it just kind of like slipped out and he just said it. I know that was Um, sweet. I don't think it's a, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, that's all I was going to say is just like, I think they'll be the ones to get married. I think we have a marriage in them. It would be very surprising yeah. if it didn't happen. I think it's not an accident that they were the first reveal couple that we saw. Like, I think they often do that with like one that could potentially go all the way. So, yeah, I have high hopes for them. I definitely felt really happy about them. And I hope that whatever weird feelings I have about Johnny aren't real. <laughs> I don't I, like his hair, so I think I think that's what it is. Like I don't know, there's a specific type of like dryness to blonde men's hair that really grows yeah. me out. And to also, it looks like he has dry skin on top of it. Yeah. And texturally, for me, like I have very weird texture. <laughs> I just feel like it would be a nightmare. <laughs> Let's get him like a hair mask and on like a really good moisturizing skin journey and totally yes. fine but yeah yeah I I see what you mean 100% I don't find him attractive personally but I'm just glad Amy does like she seemed yeah to, I, she seemed I am to like too. genuinely find him attractive which was cute I remember like being worried in this way with like Lauren and Cameron because Cameron is more handsome now but he was so nerdy when he was in the pods and she was she's so stunning that I was worried that when they saw each other that it was gonna yes. like break and the way she was kind of like, oh, he's a prince. Like he literally looks like a prince to me kind of happened here too, where yeah. it was like they took each other in and then they immediately started making out. Like they could, they were instantly attracted. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like we all have our things, but like I absolutely, I wonder what this experiment would be like for me. I think I would just going off of like my life, I feel like once you get to know someone, the the way they look like becomes really secondary for me anyway yeah I am like a person that's like the way people look to me is deeply affected by how they are like like I you know for example our least favorite Georgia Steele (laughs) the the worse she gets the less pretty I find her as the show goes on that's so true and the opposite can happen where like as the show went on, I found like Kaz and Molly more and more beautiful because they are like good people and it really stands out. And it's like, not to say that she's not an objectively a pretty person, but the attractiveness does yes. go down when the personality comes in. And I think that's like, that's how I would be in this process too, where like 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see myself being disappointed. No, I um, mean, I think, and like, I don't know. Who knows? 
Unless it was something that just like truly, I I feel like any ick factor like would probably would take a few days for it to settle in. But I do think it's like when you're so excited to meet someone and you feel so connected on an emotional level, it's almost like it doesn't matter what they look like. And I felt like with these two, truly, that's how it was. And Johnny was like, oh, my God, like you are like the amount of times he said how beautiful she was. (laughs) It almost felt like in addition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, I love you. I was going to marry you. I'm stoked yeah, like, you're thank- pretty. Like, <laughs> like, this, like, extra thing. 100%. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Jimmy, Jessica, Chelsea, and Trevor. Yeah. Are they, wait, are they the star or no? That's a, they're, they're the, they're the, the, the square. The square. Okay. But like Jessica is only interested in Jimmy. Jessica's only interested in Jimmy and Trevor is only interested in Chelsea. Okay. And Jimmy and Chelsea are, I guess, trying to figure right. it out. They're like the center. I feel like it's more like a Venn diagram and they're in the middle and like Jessica and Trevor are yeah. on the outside because they're not interested in each other. No, it's almost like if Jimmy and Chelsea pick each other two people are heartbroken. But if they don't, there's two engagements that come yeah. out of it. Um, I think the way it should go is Jimmy, Jess, Trevor, and Chelsea. Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of like, yeah, because like the amount that they've shown Jess especially, like they they showed her right from the jump because like she was talking about her daughter and being a mom and stuff like that. And I don't know if she's the first person that has come on the show that has a kid. I can't believe that she is, but... I actually think so. Really? Yeah, at least at least for someone that's mentioned it a lot, like at least someone that sounds like an active parent, like I I can vaguely remember like a man having a kid but maybe not being the most yeah. involved and it sounds like this is like the first primary caretaker to go on the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um and her story was really heartbreaking. Like, wow. There is a lot of trauma and tragedy in in the backstories this year. Like there are four or five people who lost their parents really young. Jess lost both of her parents, her mom to addiction, and then her dad took his own life. And she was adopted by what sounds like an amazing family. And then she got pregnant at 17 years old with her daughter. Yeah, like so much. And at such a young age for those things to happen, like the way that again, that can like reverberate throughout your whole life. I feel like, I don't know. Um, She seems like a wonderful person. She seems so committed to her daughter. Like I actually like really agree with how she went through the process because I don't think she withheld the information about her daughter for very long. It seemed like when she felt a connection with Jimmy, she was like, okay, now I need to tell you about this. Because I do see something here and like, you know, it seemed early on in the process that she told him. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm a little worried. I think Jimmy and Chelsea are going to end up together. Yeah, I couldn't. I kept going back and forth because at at first I did not love Jimmy's reaction to her saying that she had a daughter and then how much that scared him, especially given his personal background where his own mother took in her stepdaughter after her husband died who had the child from a previous Mm -hmm. marriage so I just think he's seen that situation like really really work out but I mean I guess it's new information he also acted weird when Chelsea said that she'd been married before yeah Um, I don't love Jimmy (laughs) I don't either and I feel like Trevor's answer to Chelsea kind of 
explained the kind of man that Jimmy is, where where Chelsea told Trevor that she'd been married before and she was bracing herself to for a mm-hmm. freak out again, that someone was going to be so nervous about it. And Trevor was like, yeah, I, I'm not the kind of man that thinks his wife has never kissed anyone else and never been with anybody else. Like, that's just a ridiculous expectation. And I think Jimmy just hates outward proof that someone else has been with his wife or his fiance and that and I'm just like what century are we living in people like just because someone's been married does not mean that they can't have a good and healthy relationship with you like what if they had had a serious boyfriend like is that really that much different like I don't think so (laughs) I mean you know whatever if anything it it shows that they they know what they do and don't want and and what to work through it and she was 18 years old when she got married and 23 when she got divorced it's just like trevor is so much better than jimmy (laughs) i i agree and like i just think like chelsea is very tall and and trevor's like a big boy like that's a good physical matchup on top of everything else and i not for and not for anything i think chelsea's body is actually quite similar to mine. I'm just shorter. I don't think Jimmy is open to a curvier woman. I think yeah. that if, if he does end up with Chelsea, he cares about physical stuff a lot. And we'll see Jess at a party and see that she's like more stereotypically like his right. type. And that is going to be a big betrayal. I think like I think Chelsea has a very beautiful face, but when she told him she looks like Megan Fox. <laughs> I was like, Arena did the same thing. You can't do that, girl. Like, first of all, like, don't do that. You can't set people up. Yeah, like, you can't. Sure, maybe people have said that to you, and maybe you do, like, have some resemblances, but, like, it does signal when you're saying you look like one of the, like, objectively most beautiful people that's, like, people talk about Megan Fox because she's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's just, even if you like you're just setting yourself up for dis- disappointment, even if you are like super beautiful, like you're not ever going to look like Megan Fox. No. And and if you don't come out looking exactly yeah. like Megan Fox, then you're just like, well, why the fuck did you say that? Like, And he was so excited by her saying that, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I just feel like he seems very shallow to me. And so I don't trust that he open to like a woman straying from the stereotypical ideal in this situation and he's not like a very tall man and so I don't think he'd want to be with someone tall and curvy that is going to make him look small I think you're right like next I Patrick said that he reminded him of the dude from last season who literally couldn't speak and ended up telling I forget their names the blonde girl that JP yeah that she was he that she was ugly with makeup like the whole thing was really bad um Patrick said that Jimmy reminded him of like they reminded of each other and I I was like no Jimmy seems like a little bit more but like in these ways like maybe he was onto something like I don't know yeah I mean Jimmy bounced back like asking Jess you know in-depth questions about her daughter and and kind of fixing things with Chelsea but I just keep seeing that that the bar is literally in hell for these women. Like, <laughs> yeah. at one point, Chelsea and Jimmy are talking, and he's saying that 
he just wants to have lots of travel and, and but also days in and cuddling on the couch. And it's like, yeah, that's what everyone yeah. wants. Like that's like, and her crying and being like, I can't believe someone is, it wants that with me. Yeah. I just felt so sad for her that like, <sighs> that was how she felt. And then this is, I don't, I don't think Jimmy is going to pick her because, and, and maybe I'm already wrong and they're already engaged and whatever, because I've only watched her episode three. I just saw like when she was crying and getting super emotional, I saw his face. Was yeah, panicked. he shut down. Like, I think he thought he was speaking in platitudes because he was and she took it this whole other emotional yeah. level and he's not there with her right now. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a hard read with this one, really. Like it is like. I could really see Chelsea going either way and I could see him going either way. And like, yeah. yeah. So it definitely is a little like sticky thing. I think that both uh, Jessica and Chelsea are better than Jimmy. <laughs> I I agree. And I think Chelsea should pick Trevor. I think they'd be like a really great couple. Like when she, their dogs... Her dog's name is Trevor and his dog's name is Chelsea. Oh, I, like, I know. That. Wait, was that real? I thought she was joking when she said her dog's name was. Was she joking? I thought she was joking. She, but like, if that's real, that actually is like a sign from the heavens or something. Yeah, that's that's a sign. And when she guessed that he had a mullet and she loved mullets, I was like, guys, I read know. the signs. You should be together. Like, I really, I really like. I like her better when she's with I him. I know. They they have such a he has such bad, better energy. I just really like him a lot. Um but speaking of signs, you climb them like maybe a tree. from God. <laughs> Let's transition yeah, yeah. to um Kenneth and Brittany. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> okay, I have some questions for you. Because yeah. you have grown yeah. up in like a background where Christianity is abound, and presumably there are couples that have gotten together because of their love of God. Yeah, I so I'm Catholic, and I I I kind of refer them as like the pro the party Christians, <laughs> like like you know it it really is about like at least for me like more the it, it, there's a very big difference between Catholics and evangelicals, and I think Catholics are very like traditional mm -hmm. in certain ways but ultimately like you know a lot of catholics are irish or italian and they just like you know those are two groups people love <laughs> drinking and fucking and regardless of what the structure of the church says about you know partying and sanctity of marriage that's not being right. followed by the um brand of catholic that so i was raised do you think that these I, two are evangelicals a hundred percent a hundred percent. Okay. Because, okay. Oh, so that's an important distinction because we don't have like worship leader or as much like right group kind of things and and like it's you know for better or worse like Catholics very much like the priest is in charge. This is more like other people can become equal pillars of the community right. and it is very much a language of subservience of the woman that I. I don't personally identify like when when Indra and I got dinner, we actually talked about yeah. this like quite a bit. How like when Ethan and I were picking readings for our wedding, it was hard to find a reading that didn't sound like I was his <laughs> property, but that was not like what I was yeah. raised with. I 
think Britney saying, I want to be led. Right. And that her dream is that one day her kids will come to her and she'll get to say, did you ask your daddy first? Oh my! And she literally said, I wanted, I want to be subservient. I think she said that. I want to yeah. be subservient. Yeah. <laughs> and that I first wrote, Kenneth is so sweet. And then him being so pumped. I know. That she wanted to be subservient to him. I just got upset. And and I don't mind that they want to wait until marriage to, oh, yeah, to have sex. This yeah. is a very short experiment. Like <laughs> that was like the least of it. That anybody, was the least of it. That I don't care. And and I just don't I, I don't like that the main thing that we know about Brittany is that she wants her husband to be the leader in the I and like I I could not agree more. There's nothing that makes me feel like we have gotten nowhere with women's empowerment then. Yeah. I yeah, I just I don't know. I was just really bummed. He, she reminded me so much of did you watch Eastbound and Down? No, but um I think I've I think Patrick watched it and I've seen snippets of it. There's a girl, April Buchanan, on it that she looks just oh, like interesting. and it it's like it's so funny because that's like such a horny show. And then here we are with like this where it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I think they will get married. I think they will be together forever. But you do? It, it yeah. Cause I just think like They've decided that it's each other. And yeah. and if one person is willing to be subservient to the other, it's like, how how many fights can you get into? Right. And I, th- I the question that I initially had for you, because I just I haven't been around it as much, but I feel like I've observed it. And and maybe this is more evangelical thing, though, is like, oh, we see eye to eye on God. And that is number one. And like our religious practice, uh-huh. it comes before everything else. And so like, even if there are other things that don't feel quite right, like this is our pillar and we will we will be there for each other on that level forever. And there's something like very strong in that bond. Yeah, I I mean, maybe, maybe. I personally haven't seen it. Like I didn't marry somebody right. that was that was Catholic. So I think and and my family like had no problem with it. So I think that, they, but there are other families that would that I probably grew up with. So I think there is an element of that, but I think it's stronger in evangelical. Like I feel like the person you the most, like like Maddie Pruitt. Right. She's Pete exactly Eason, like that. Yeah. She's, this is like, she's evangelical. This is like her, like her thing where like, and I've heard her say like, we can butt heads, but ultimately like I have to follow the man because he's leading me closer right. to God. And it's like, and, and, the way they talked about like preventing sin from entering their marriage and how it's kind of like the two of them against sin and they can blame any fight that they have on sin instead yeah, of being like, actually yeah. it's motivated by this. I feel like that that's helps. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly I think what I'm I'm like wondering about. Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out. And I also think it like happens in other religions too, right? Like Absolutely. In Islam, I think in the Jewish culture, this happens like there's a lot of like, oh, well, we align in these in our religious practices and things and and a lot of like people's morals and cultural beliefs and how they move through the world is tied up in their religious practice. Um, It's just I feel like it's it's rare that we see it hit us in the face so clearly on these shows. Like it just feels like that yeah. is their connection above anything else. I also think that if this had happened with another religion besides Christianity, it would be like, oh my God, how antiquated is totally. that religion? And so I think it's just important to have this out there to be like, oh no, this is governing 
other people as well. And this is not so like old world or Western culture as people like to pretend it is. It's happening in North Carolina like that and, and everywhere that this is attractive to him that she wants to be subservient and she cannot wait for the day that her kids ask her to make a decision and she says, ask your daddy. That is, <laughs> I, I I do think it's like, I don't have kids yet and I don't know if you feel this way, but with my parents, I always felt like they were the right. team. And if one member of the team said no, it's right. a no. And this feels like daddy's the leader and I'm, I'm one of you kids and I'm just following whatever daddy wants. Like, I don't. And what is that signal that. if they have daughters? Like, God forbid they have a daughter. Like, I just, you know, no, like same, you know, it's like if my mom said no, like there was never like, oh, no, like my dad's in charge of this decision. Like, no, <laughs> no, it went both ways. If anything, my, when my parents would ask me, like, did you ask your mom? Did you ask your dad? It was just checking. Like, yeah. Did yeah, they say like, no? And you're coming oh, to me now? Like, actually, <laughs> I don't know what they think about this and I want their input type of thing, like a team thing, yeah. not like, oh, yeah. clearly there is one person who makes the decisions for the household. And like, I think there's just something interesting about maybe the comfort that some women may find in that narrative because it's like, oh, I don't need to be responsible for things. But I think it's like what you miss is like the autonomy that's been taken away from you in that situation. Yeah, I think like I I always love the jokes that are like, oh, I love the suffragettes, but I don't want to work anymore. Like those jokes I like think are funny, but I think it's like taking it to the next level where it's like, oh, you actually want it to go back to like to just old times where you don't have to make any decisions and you just want to like – get a lobotomy basically and just go through life and let someone else be your brain. And I I think she's clearly a smart, dynamic person. So I just am upset that this is like her token to get a husband. It's going to be interesting. Like in the first episode, they like show a little preview of the season. And like, I remember seeing his dreads like a lot. So I feel like they're definitely going to be featured a lot. Like they're definitely getting engaged. He hasn't had a connection with anyone else. So like clearly they have something and... I mean, yeah, interesting that you think that they're going to go all the way. Like, yeah, I guess now that we've talked about it, like, I, yeah, I could see that. They're really on the same page around. I, and I just think, like, conflict takes two right. people, right? So if you are letting one person be in charge of the household and you're deeply committed to letting them be in charge, you're not going to create conflict because you're not going to, like, stand up. It's just whether or not you get sick of the t- decisions that they're making but yeah right now she sounds wholly committed to take whatever decision he wants and again i have no problem with religion like, no my parents are, are are deeply religious and i think it forms like some of the best parts of them and some of the best parts of their relationship but they are partners like they like no one's ever been in charge of the other if anything like my mom is way more <laughs> in charge than my dad like <laughs> just because of their personality yeah so. So, you know, Godspeed, literally, to these two. We'll see. (laughs) Godspeed. And if it makes them both happy, who am I to say, you know? Right. No, I mean, it's true. Like, I think, obviously, what would work for me doesn't work for other people. And I think it's interesting to see that on these shows. And yeah, and I I just, I I think my theme for this season is I just want the women to want more for themselves. Right. Like I 
am so sick of this narrative that that your past makes you damaged. Like, I have a daughter. I've been divorced before. I, you know, I am un unmarriageable. I'm I'm not marriage material because now I'm 30. Like I'm yeah. I feel like Maria, but I'm just tired of it. Like I just want them to want more for themselves and and I'm just bummed for them. I know. And it's it is it isn't it is a contrast, I feel like, from the casts that we saw in Seattle and Houston. Like it's I really agree. like it feels like we're in the South. I'm not surprised there's like a deeply religious cu- couple going on here. Like, I'm not surprised that there are some things that feel honestly just like a little backwards to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, and and I think this is where like our love of reality TV can really peak because it is kind of nice to get out of like our echo chamber of like assuming everybody believes what we believe and actually hearing like what right. these people want and, and, and what they look for in their relationships because I think there is information about how voting patterns go if if this is what half the country is structured like 100 percent. it's so important to be aware of and um yeah speaking of so this last mm-hmm. kind of group of oh. people we've got jeremy and his two love interests laura and sarah ann and team, team laura. laura um but Sarah Ann, I, this is the first time I can recall there being an outwardly political discussion on this show. I was really, really surprised when he asked. Actually, wait, no. Um, there was talk about abortion with Giannina, right? Oh, no, it was Nancy. Oh, it was Nancy. Um, because she worked with children with special needs. Yes. And, and she basically felt that, and this was rough, that some of them, you know, would have been better off having been yeah. aborted. Yeah. And I just think that that conversation should not have happened. Um, yeah, it was people's kids are yeah. here, you know, like regardless of where you stand pro life or pro choice, those kids are already yeah. here. And so for that to be the like pro choice argument that's been presented on this show, I was like, oh, yikes. They really like, I just got the vibe. I was like, the producers are pro life. If they're right. showing this, it's like the reason that someone thinks that someone should have an abortion. I was yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, how can anyone get like... behind that? Like, what? The... I was like, and listen, pro choice all right. day. And I was like, wait, yeah. Nancy, no. <laughs> <Like> Nancy, no. <laughs> I was like, Nancy, what you're describing is eugenics, babe. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we saw a little change in that here because, I mean, surely in all of these pods, they're talking about their political feelings, but we don't they see it very be. much. And so to no. see um, Jeremy literally say, like, what are your political beliefs? And Sarah Ann to be like, well, I'm conservative. Most of my friends are conservative, but I do have some friends who are more left leaning. That, Like, as you said earlier, like, that is not the reality I live in. Um, so that's interesting to see. And then I was very interested. And then she made those comments about abortion because like clearly that's maybe the top issue for her and uh, how she feels about it. What did she say? She said, she said, I think the classic tagline that you see run through conservative camps where it's like, you know, pro like, like you can get an abortion in cases of incest or or sexual assault. She, her saying it, I don't think it should be used as a form of birth control, I think gets down to the propaganda that goes around in very conservative circles about how abortion is being used in this country. I do not know a single woman 
who says, we don't need to use a condom. I'll just get an abortion if we get pregnant. That <laughs> that doesn't exist. That never, doesn't I live, exist. I live in I live in Brooklyn, the liberal hellscape that they're probably talking <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> and I've never been part of a conversation surrounding abortion that has gone that way. That someone is like, this is my default birth control. That has n- never fucking yeah. happened. And it is dangerous to say that it is, but I'm glad the it like almost like enforce this is what the conversation is, that that's what people think people are using it for because I think that's an important tool in talking to people about what an actual motivation would be. Yeah, and like I've heard, yeah, and I just like (sighs) access to abortion because we have to, one of the things that I think people don't realize is what is considered abortion too. And sometimes it's like a life-saving procedure for a woman that is put into question because it's considered aborting a baby and literally yeah. the woman could die because of questions surrounding that, which is why it's so dangerous that there are literal states now that don't allow abortion at all. Like I had an ectopic rupture and almost died from it. And if there had been, and I th- like, I don't remember. I was really not okay, so I don't remember everything. But I remember yeah, them yeah. insisting to do an ultrasound after I'd had several ultrasounds that confirmed that this is what was going on. But at the ER, they needed to do that before they could do surgery, and I lost half of my blood. Like, I was, you know, about to die. So, like, thank yeah. God they did the surgery in time, and I'm okay. But, like, there are women who that's not going to be the case for. And there are lots of like situations like that that happen that I don't think people realize. And that's just one thing. That's just my personal thing to share. But there's a lot of things around abortion access that we need to consider. And I think it's really important. And and I think everyone's going to appreciate that you did share that because I think when this conversation happens and it's limited to instances of incest and sexual assault and then medical instances that gives the government time to demand proof that people don't have exactly. time for. And so in states where there is a near total ban and they want women to wait 48 hours for this treatment, like they'll die in some cases. A lot of women are dying and will die in those 48 hours. And when you take away a doctor's life-saving agency yeah. to like actually make those decisions and the people in the room arguing for this are not real yeah. doctors, like they'll put doctor on the bill and it'll be a psychologist or it'll be a PhD. And they are doing that to trick you into thinking that medical doctors are also agreeing that there should be these time periods yeah. to wait. And wow. I just, I, I went, when I was, I, I went to law school rather recently and it was the first time that, that the, the law teachers were like, this might all be gone. And seeing the argument back and forth about how special circumstance and, um, and like, reasonable access or reasonable limitations or like you can only have a doctor's office that does it within a certain distance of people and like then you get questioned on when you're traveling and um all of that is to force people into situations that either medically or or personally or whatever reason that they do not need to be in and ask women to prove trauma time and time again ask women to suffer so blatantly to be so 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 sick that it's not deniable that that it's so apparent that it was sexual assault, that it was so apparent that it was incest. It all comes down to not believing women on their word and gives people, now I feel like I'm on a soapbox, but like gives people what they feel is the right 
to question other people's motivations when only the person that's happening to knows their motivation, knows exactly what happened and should not have to fucking prove it to other people. Right. And that's like- Here, here. And might die in the time proving it. Right. So it's just- Fuck you, Sarah Ann, (laughs) and that's it. And, um, you know, I appreciated Jeremy's uh, reaction, which I think speaks to what you were just saying. Me too. When he said, I think it's not, I can't make those decisions for women. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't get it. And, and I just felt like every time someone says something like that, I just feel like it's like I'm not like the other girls. Right. Like I would never. And it's like okay, cool. Right. Like, yeah, that's you. Like, and you know, if Kenneth had heard that, he would have been like, "Let's get married." <laughs> yeah, let's hop on out of here. <laughs> um. So yeah, we don't. We don't love Sarah Ann. I also feel like her energy was just not, I didn't love it overall. I I didn't either. I liked it when she was like, when Matthew left the room and she was like, yeah. thank <laughs> God he left. Like that was like, I was like, okay. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't think Jeremy will pick her because no. he might be conservative, but he's definitely more centrist. At least that answer right. felt pretty centrist to me. Um, And he just has more fun with Laura. Yeah. Like they have sexual chemistry and they'll figure out the rest. Um. He has two robot vacuums. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like <laughs> so self-proclaimed OCD about cleaning and keeping things clean. I thought it was weird slash funny how she was talking to the girls about how her move is to just stare men down. <laughs> just, I used that in college and I got to tell you, it works. <laughs> Okay, so you heard it here. Because it's a real thing. <laughs> Just the death stare. Because, <laughs> because men will fuck anything yeah. that walks. So. <laughs> so if they know you're in, like, it's true. Extreme eye contact is going to signal something good to someone at a bar. Yeah, yeah. And if you're attractive as Laura yeah. is. and It's going to you know, work. It, I was a real cutie pie in college. High contact is always going to work. <laughs> like, it really is. It's always going to work. So, and I, yeah, that made me laugh. And I, and he kept describing himself as having a thick neck. Did you get that from him? No, he seemed very, like, thin and not thick in any way. <laughs> like, Trevor has a thick Trevor, neck. Trevor? Like, yeah. Like, uh, Matthew has a thick neck. Like, Matthew's shoulders. Matthew <laughs> has a thick-ass <laughs> neck. Those men have thick necks. <laughs> Jeremy did not have a thick neck. Um, and he's, it, yeah, it's like, he's like, yeah, I like wearing Henleys because I don't like wearing collared shirts because they're too tight on my thick neck. And I was like, men's shirts you can buy based on the width of the neck. You might just be buying like a small Right, like shirt. maybe check the size, try a different size. Um, he, I feel like yeah, it took tiny. me a little while to like realize who he was because like he looks very different in different um, scenes. Like well, he when he had the hat yeah. on and was messing with Matthew, I thought it was yeah. Jimmy I thought it was someone cause, else because he looks just like Jimmy, and I was like, oh, this is like a fun, playful side to Jimmy that we don't get to see. And then it goes into his date right. with Laura, and I'm like, oh, that was an entirely yeah. different man. <laughs> totally confusing. Um, yeah, I think they will probably get engaged. Um, and then, do you think we're still like waiting to meet some couples? I don't know because we have so we have potentially. Like Trevor and Chelsea or Chelsea and Jimmy. And then we have Jimmy and Jess, Kenneth and Brittany, mm-hmm. Laura and Jeremy or, or Jeremy and, and Sarah Ann, Amy and Johnny. And then AD and, then and Clay. Clay and AD. 
That might be enough. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, and one thing we know just behind the scenes is like every season, there are at least like two to three more couples that get engaged who don't then go on to film the rest of their journey, which is very interesting to me that they do that. But I guess like it would be just too much content. It would it would be impossible to care about that many couples. Like there'd be no emotional arc because it's just too many people. And there's inevitably going to be some couples that are just like straight up boring and like there's no reason to watch their journey. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, in the case of last season with I think it was Renee and Carter, like he was straight up dangerous. So they had to like remove her from the show. So I also just love how this season they keep being like, what do you want to eat? Oh, the food here is so good. They're like, they're like, guys, despite the loss, what the lawsuit says, we are feeding them. We promise we are feeding them. Do you them. see all the sushi? Do you see the sushi? <laughs> you see yeah. the sushi? We can bring them sushi whenever they want. We oh are feeding them. So. Um, the, the trend of extreme lip fillers continues in Love is Blind. It continues. Yeah. Because we've really seen that in the season of The Bachelor more so than ever. And I think also more so in the show than before. And and there's mention of it. I mean, who was it? Sarah Ann? That was the Sarah other Ann. thing. She was like, I like to take pictures. That's why I get lip fillers. I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I guess because when when I smile, my top lip disappears. So I guess maybe that's what she's talking about is she likes taking pictures and and then your like top lip gets filled out. Uh, the but... way she talked about her social media following was also very cringe. She was like, oh, yeah, I have like 4000 Instagram followers and then slowly just drops in and I have over 10,000 TikTok followers. And like she just like clearly yeah. wanted him to know that in a way that I'm like that those followings aren't big enough to be like showing off about them like they're big for like bigger than the average person obviously it's not like your job like you're not like I, I don't know it's yeah it's not big enough to be supporting right so it, I don't know it's just like it 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 implies a certain level of vanity I think that makes me cringe um that coupled with the other stuff she said I was sh- like eh, it's a pass I think especially on this show it is just funny um to be talking about filler and Botox because isn't that kind of like the point <laughs> is that you don't. <laughs> you're trying. I don't know. I know. and I, I mean, it but, inevitably it does turn into that. But yeah. I also think like, how would you describe yourself if someone asked what you looked like? I think I would first say I'm Indian. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I'd yeah. say. What would you say? I'm white. Yeah. yeah. And then body type, I'd be like. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to, how I would prepare people for like, what I don't feel like I even know what my body looks like. I like, I don't know how I would prepare people. Well, to clearly think about based it. on like Jeremy's vision of his thick neck, like we don't have really great barometers, I think on how we look <laughs> to other people. So it's also unclear to me how much they're allowed to disclose about what they look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like how much can you, cause AD was like, yeah, I guess I could just say like brown, brown eyes thick thighs like right you know and I mean I guess me too that's what I would also (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I mean I think it's just like because last season I remember specifically feeling like they were told not to talk about their race specifically in the pods which to me feels like a you can't do that like race is a very important part of someone's identity and you need to be able to 
like I would need to be able to talk about my identity as an Indian American person. hundred <laughs> like, percent. And, and, and what you expect, like how you expect your partner to approach a prejudiced world. Right. Which, like, I think it is important if, and I actually think this was one thing to Brittany's like testament where she's like, it doesn't matter to me, but I know we're going to be faced with prejudice right. and we just have to like keep focused on each other and, and know it doesn't matter to each other, but be ready together yeah. when that does happen to us eventually. Yeah. I think I would just, I don't know, because I do feel like a big identifier for myself, not a race, but like a big identifier is that I'm Italian. Yeah. That's like, it goes into my family culture and like, that's white. So I think they would yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it does, but it does seem like this season they're kind of like, okay, you can talk about those things. Like, yeah, you have to talk about and it. And then yeah. it's kind of up to the people themselves how much they want to divulge in terms of that. But yeah, it is really interesting. We'll see how things develop in the next three episodes as we exit the pods and people meet each other. And that little honeymoon phase is always very interesting, I feel like. I think I like the honeymoon phase and the apartment right. phase the best. Because when they're all kind of still together, the weddings I could take or leave unless it's like the first season where it's like you truly don't know what someone's <laughs> yeah. going to say. And like that moment where like we had no idea like how soon if they had to like if they could say no before right. and talk about it or like if they were going to wait until they got up there. So like that moment of Damien saying no to Giannina will never happen again because we can always expect right. to happen. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh it's such a yeah I'm excited for the next stage I'm ready to get out of the pods we're gonna Me do too. that so Me too. um we will cover the next three episodes on our next episode and just try and keep up because then another three episodes yeah. will be out and <laughs> if the, the the beat goes on um okay so Love Island since we last chatted there's been a few more episodes and yes I think like for me, the main thing that I'm like watching now is the situation with Callum and Joanna. Yeah, I I think I think so too. I think I'm also keeping like an eye on Georgia, who's trying to turn the tides from talking about her to talking about Uncle. Georgia S. Um, Georgia S. Because she really got put through it at the PDA Awards, as yeah. she deserved it, and then has since been dropping little things trying to get other people. Oh in my trouble. god, the so- fire pit thing with Molly. That Fuck was off. so obviously mean to be like, I'm going to call you out for the fact that you've kissed Joe. It was obviously totally innocent, but she like... And I'm just kidding. Oh my, she said, I'm no, just... No, you're not. Like, I didn't mean to like do anything, Molly. It's like, Molly, the fact that Molly sat down with Georgia and like had a reasonable conversation with her and like apologized in some sense. I was like, Molly, you do not need to do this. <laughs> You you do not need to apologize to her because immediately after she's gonna start trying to make you look like shit. Which she did. Like she which she did. And and so the context of it is this guy Joe comes in with, with these twins who I don't think they're long no. for this world. I know this is mean. I can't tell them apart. I I'm not gonna try. I cannot tell them apart. They have the same voice and they have gotten the same plastic surgery to continue looking yeah. the same. So I'm sorry, Eve and Jess. Yeah, then. Eve and Jess. Not sure who's who. I, I I can't think. I know Eve is with Casey and Jess is with Callum. So that's the only time that I can tell them apart. I, I cannot. I can't put up for <laughs> fingering now because I think they're going to yeah. go home anyway. But um, when they come in with this guy, Joe, they're basically joking that like Molly and Joe had made out 
in a club. It was like Who almost cares? like a Molly dare in a club. It was some sort of like very silly situation. And they were just like mm-hmm. goofy about it. And and Georgia to get the like, oh, we have so much history off of her. Um, and to be like, oh, Molly. Ma- Ma- and then Joe got dared to kiss Molly. And Georgia goes, oh, Molly, was that the first time you kissed Joe? It's like, shut I know. up. Like, we all know. I feel like everyone had this friend freshman year of college who just wants to embarrass <laughs> you in front of in front of other people and that's what georgia that's exactly, is like, she is so not a girl's girl and like the part in the season when she's like i don't appreciate you calling me not a girl's girl it's like well that's what you are <laughs> like you are not a yeah, girl's bitch. girl like <laughs> yeah you're just here for yourself and like that's fine just just own it like yeah. and and i feel like if yeah no, ev- go ahead I was just going to say, like, if every single game she's going to get butthurt about the answers about her or try to poke shit at other people and get upset when people get upset with her, what's the point of her being on the show? Right. Like, if she cannot enjoy the games, it is so deeply unfun to watch her that it's like, what are we doing? No, 100%. I... I also feel like now that her and Toby are actually like a couple that the flame is gone. They don't I I don't think yeah. I think it was all about the game. It was all about the chase for both of them. And yeah. like these two are not going to last like doing it for the like when the people who are like they're the most like fame hungry. Like I'm not sure if I really think that. But I do think that they're like. They're just like not they're not going to commit to anyone like that's not they just want to be liked and they want to feel like they're hot and they want people to, to choose them. And that's what they want. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just want a timeline on what this relationship <laughs> was, because at one point they said nice to meet you five months ago at Love Island. Right. Then she says, I've just known him for a long period of time and he's helped me through some really hard times. What is it <laughs> like? What is it? I'm like, I'm annoyed. I know, at this like, point. please I'm tell like, us where this deep connection comes from because literally we cannot see anything. Can't see anything. And I watched you guys introduce yourself. Yes. So, no. What? And then, you know, she's like talking to Callum and she's like giving him the eyes. And, and it's like, she wants she to have wants everyone. everyone. Like, she wants Callum to fight for her. She like, wanted Callum to be she, like, oh, I want to get back together with you. And I was like, Callum, don't do it. And thank goodness. He's like, no, this is over. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing it. And in that same episode, Chris is just lounging and she goes, Chris, Joanna just took Callum. Like. Let people just talk. You don't have to like try to like instigate this whole yeah. thing. She's trying to she's trying to deflect the heat off of her and she's trying to make sure that she's number one hottest girl in the villa. And sorry, Molly's the hottest girl in the villa. <laughs> yeah. And like such a queen. I love her. Cool. I love her. I I love her to the point where I'm like. Callum's got to do some serious grafting to get him back, get her back. Oh, here's the thing that, yeah, I, <clears throat> so last time we chatted, I was like, they have to get back together. After they had that friends conversation, I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't and either. Like, Molly I, seems to really, I, I don't know if her and Tom are really going to be it, but they seem enough into each other that it's like, she's not really thinking about Callum as much anymore. Callum seems like he's a little too principled in some ways that he's like, well, I deaded it off with Molly. So that's done when it's like, well, Callum, you could reignite something here if you wanted. But it doesn't seem like he wants to, honestly. I don't I don't know. I I I can't I can't tell. Like, I think I agree with you where he's almost like 
too respectful where he's like, well, I gave Tom the green light, so it has to be over. Right. And and I they're clearly that, really good friends, him and Tom. Yeah. And I think that Georgia has played the history card so much. Yeah. And and Callum hasn't. And I just feel like they, they could. Like, I just. I know. I'm like, I I don't know. I still think they're. There is a way. I don't think we're going to see it on this season, but, and I was feeling really like down about it. And then now I'm like a little, I think I was like, I don't want Callum to just be like dating stupid women in here. I actually do like Joanna. So yeah. I like, I sort of like support them becoming a couple potentially. And that's like potentially going to happen. I don't know. As of the end of this episode, we don't know yet. Yeah, I, I find Joanna so funny because this is how she approaches every conversation. So I was in the garden and I saw crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I, I started to have a conversation with him and then I realized I actually found the guy. And I'm like, this is being more obvious. Mary, I love your I love your impression. It is so spot on. Like the way she whispers it to and she had like four conversations that were literally just And she's like, I was just so And it's like some parts you don't have to whisper yeah. actually. Like it's okay. Oh my gosh. I just I mean, it seems very obvious to me that Callum has more of a connection with her than Jess. Like Yeah, I I just, I'll just say it. Identical twins who get surgery to look more like each other freak me the fuck out. Yeah. And I I just think their voices, like where they're like, oh, I don't laugh a lot with anybody, but all we see them do is laugh. So I just, <sighs> and I always hate when twins come on a show and the idea of hooking up with both of them immediately gets sexualized. Like, oh my God, yeah. I like when Casey was like, Casey, oh, maybe I could try to chat to both of them. And, and I appreciated that they both shut it down where they were like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, stop saying that. Like, that's weird. Because it is weird. They are sisters who are you asking to have sex with both of you at the same time. That is fucking weird. Like, I know. Stop it's saying so that. bizarre that that's like a that's like a thing that like to use Love Island talk like the lads joke around about yeah. it being cool. It's like that's not actually cool. <laughs> it's actually, like, it's it's like actually yeah, like it's incesty and, like, stop- and that's weird. <laughs> it's it's really weird. I just and I'm also just bummed because. It's not their fault, but the twins coming in upset the balance of girls to guys, and we lost cast. I know, and you know what? I, in some ways, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy that Kaz doesn't have to like just sit and be a third wheel anymore. But it's also like, yeah, she has, she seem like the other thing is like the twins seem so painfully boring, (laughs) like zero personality, none, painfully boring, and. And everyone is just talking about how much they miss Kaz because I think a lot of the relationships yeah. relied on her to actually help them talk. Yeah, she was clearly and like the moderator in a lot of situations. She was like hearing what was actually going on with everybody. So she had a really unique perspective and she's a very like evolved human being who can like yeah. actually, she's so good at speaking to people on their level, like without upsetting them being like, well, this is what may have actually happened and how you may want to reframe. This is what someone's thinking right now. Yeah, she was so good at that. Like she should be like a she should be like a professional mediator or something. I totally agree. I think she'd be so good at it. Because, and and she's funny about it too. Like yeah. And 
I think sometimes people in here get very surface level friendships where they never call their friends out on anything. Right. But she like would tell Toby. She'd be like, dude, you went around that the wrong way. Like I Yes. And I, I just think that that will be missing without her there. Um Agreed. But so she's gone. The cast for Bachelorette. He deserves <laughs> to lead a show. <laughs> she does. Wait, okay. Do you think they're going to do a Casa Amor? I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I think that would require so many all-stars. And I feel like Casa Amor gets kind of like delisted on the show because so many of them, so few of them get to actually come back to the main house. Right. Or they're like used as like rekindling a romance for other people. Right. That I don't think so. I don't think you could get all-stars to agree to be Casa more girls or guys. And have you noticed that they don't do any of the like super embarrassing cha- challenges in terms of the like I know. obstacle coursey type ones? It's all just like fire pit games. And they did do Snog Mary Pie, which is like they have standard. To. You have to do that one. But like they've they've kept it very tame. It's almost like they truly are treating them like all stars in a way. Yeah. Um, which I like. I appreciate. I think it works. I yeah. I think I'm just wondering how many more episodes there's going to be because I think it's a shortened season too. Because I think Georgia H in the most recent episode just said as we're nearing the end of this. Right. Um. So I think that we might be like two weeks out. Which um, is pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty soon. Um. I want to talk about Craig David because... I- who is that? So I actually knew who he was because he was a featured singer, I think on like a Disclosure track. And I really love Disclosure. I think they're like a really fantastic electronic production duo. Uh-huh. And yeah, so I think he was the featured vocalist on one of their songs. So I knew who it was. And what did you think of him? I, okay, so I only knew of him because, did you watch Anton's season? No. So... <laughs> They brought Craig David on. Oh my god! For Anton's season, like he was an and, islander, and Anton, no, no, he was like came on to perform, okay. and Anton cried <laughs> when he saw him. <laughs> Anton was acting like they were best friends, like it was hilarious. And so he's like, yeah, that's why, why he dapped me up before. So, so that's kind of why everyone was like talking about like when when he was getting ready and he goes to George. He's like, babe, do you have any bronzer? <laughs> And she's like, I'm not talking to my man about this. And he goes, I'm only doing it because it's a big night. And she goes, of course, babe, I know. It's Craig David. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Anton, everything he does is so cringy. So cringy. And going exclusive. No. This soon after she finally has agreed to date you. I was really worried it was going to backfire. I, I. No, it's different on Love Island, but I don't like public proposals or anything like yeah. that, especially when it seems like the couple hasn't talked about like wanting that. Do they really want to do that? Yeah, it's very like if she had said no, it would have made her look bad in a lot of ways. Yeah. So she had to say yes. And I, I think she did appreciate it because it's like a nice, yeah, a nice thing that someone has done for her. Um, But yeah, I just. I don't know. It was just like, Anton, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. This relationship is um, not going to last. I also thought it was funny that Wes Nelson, the other guy that came out to sing, seems to be one of Arabella's exes. Yeah, that was interesting. But they kind of didn't address it at all. I mean, they did a little like they showed her like freaking out. She she chatted about it with some of the girls after. Yeah. But it was it was kind of a small thing. I mean, yeah, it was. 
I, it I, was kind of in the vein of like, let's bring on people that are related to these people because that's kind of been the whole season is like, how do you know yeah. them from before? So that like extended to the musical performers too. <laughs> I was hoping it would be like Victoria F. and Chase Rice oh, when, but- <laughs> when they had him come out and perform and she was like bugging out. But I think Arabella is not serious enough with anybody no. that it actually matters. It didn't matter at all. That was, it no, like literally no. didn't matter. Everyone knew and they're like, oh, and it was like oh cool yeah (laughs) um yeah I'm I honestly like every day I look forward to watching it and I'm sad when it's over like I already can't wait I hope they drop like three or four episodes this weekend I hope so too I really want I want to be more caught up like and they left us on a cliffhanger with like I know who are they gonna send home I don't know they're basically so they're basically sitting around a fire pit and they're playing one of those games where it's like um who doesn't have chemistry like who doesn't have chemistry whatever and I understood I hate when people are like that's a cop out it's like yeah but that's the answer like when people were like Chris and Joanna we're not sure because they're literally on the rocks why would you then throw a couple that is good together under the bus. Right. And that's where I was getting annoyed with Georgia, where it's like people saying you're there for fame. Fine. Yeah. Like you've done weird shit. Like just be like, okay, yeah, maybe you're right. And <laughs> she same with Joanna when she, she started can't take getting the heat. She can't. She can't be wrong. Never can she be wrong. And she has to like There's clear no- the air and like, no, I need to work this out with you. Like, why do you think that about me? And it's like, shut up. Like she's so entitled to people's time. Like, it's like Yeah. The only time I ever liked no Josh was-, was when he was like I just had an opinion. It's not that deep. I said it like get over yourself. <laughs> it's over. It's done. Yeah, exactly. I, was like, okay, I think like that. He said that. Um, <sighs> it's just like it's just frustrating having her there, but whatever. And then and then Joanna, like I felt for her because it was a pile on, but I also was just like, yeah, you don't need to cry. You did call it off with him right before the game. No one knew that this was going to turn into a dumping. Right. That that the final answer of who's least compatible was going to turn into a dumping. And I think that's a smart way to do it because you get people's like answer. Right. Like, no one knew. And it's also like. That they'd be voting out their friends. It's actually not that big of a deal because they had four couples up there that yeah. they can choose one girl and one boy from. So it's like, you know, I think it's going to be Arabella mm. or one of the twins, but maybe Arabella. I've, and then boy, I think maybe the the new guy, Joe. I think it might be Joe. For sure. I think it's definitely going to be Joe. They're not going to send home Callum or... Oh, no, it's not Callum. It's Casey and... No, Callum's up there too, though. Oh, it is Callum. Yeah. They're not sending home Casey and they're not sending home Callum. They need to keep them Um, for the Tom is not going to let either go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's going to go home. Yeah. I think think Joe is done. I think the girls is going to be a much more heated debate to be like... It might be Jess, honestly, because they want to just kind of get her out of there so Callum can focus on Joanna. Yeah. And luckily, Chris is not in the voting. Right. But I did appreciate how he stood up for Joanna to be like, okay, yeah. this is really like, you guys are really piling on. Like, she's getting upset. Just leave it alone. Right. Um. So maybe there's hope for them. I don't know. I think Chris, like, I think he handled the rejection pretty well because he was clearly, like, gutted about it. Yeah. But I think it was, like, really cool of him to... He was pretty nice to Joanna about it. He was like, listen, like, you got to do what you got to do. And I thought it was really good of him to just go pull Callum immediately and be like, yeah, listen, I would do the same thing. Don't hold back. Like, go for it. Fully knowing that, like, 
it's just been so obvious how much Chris likes Joanna. So it's just like, it was really big of him to do that. I was impressed. Me too. And I, I feel like he does need to get less jokey. Like, I think I would feel similar to her where I'd just be like, can you just not for one second, can you just have a serious conversation and, and, and talk about it? And I think like this whole, I struggle to open up thing. I'm like, Chris, you're 33. Like, it's getting old. Like, you have to try to open up to people, like, Uh, enough. It's also very confusing to me because I feel like he has opened up in a lot of ways. And it's like, you can do that. And, like, there's something about his vibe also when he's making all those jokes. It just gets a little annoying, frankly. It's like, I'm just annoyed by this. (laughs) It must be so full on when they're in the villa that, like, it's all all day, every day, where you're like, okay, like, enough dude like we we laughed the first time like uh, enough like that reminds me of the dude that was with hannah in season one. Oh, johnny or something yeah like he would just run his mouth all day he thought he was the funniest guy ever i was like if i was around this man for 10 minutes i would want to like just like i don't even know i would not want to be there anymore and yeah it gave yeah. me the same energy like chris is more tolerable than that he's more attractive too but like yeah it, it was just like any when you take the like being the class clown thing too far it it, it can just like stand in the way of real connections with people yeah I I I think so too like I think he's just so used to being everybody's friend that he can't like step into being like someone's more serious like I I think when you're in a relationship how you act when it's just you and your partner and how you act in public has to be different like no one wants to be home with the class clown like (laughs) everyone maybe you want that person in public but when we're like in bed like I don't need you like farting and dutch ovening like just Be sexy, you know? (laughs) I think what she said to me that really, what Joanna said that like illustrated it well to me. She was like, you know, we're sitting at the fire pit. He's just said the speech and he said a lot of nice things. But he's like, instead of just like rubbing my leg, like in a nice way, he's like sitting there like tapping my leg, like in this like kind of jokey way. And I was like, even the physical touch has to be like not real. A joke. Yeah. Yeah. And like that... I think when she said like that really was a turnoff for me. I was like, yeah, I could totally see that. Like that makes a lot of sense. I I get that. And it's like, I don't know why he is that way because we've seen him be like a really passionate kisser. And I'm like, so you do have the ability to be very sexy. Yeah. So so do it. Like don't like make it so like cartoonish all the time. I wonder if watching the season back will help him reflect on some of that. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Um, All right. So that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one. <laughs> we got through a lot. Um, there's a lot to get through. There will continue to be. So, you know, stay with us. Follow us on Instagram yeah. and TikTok. We need more followers. <laughs> yeah, we need more followers. Can, and yeah. our memes are getting good, guys. I think I put out <laughs> some good memes yesterday. I spent some time. Your meme content yesterday was really good. <laughs> and I've got a couple Love is Blind ones yes. in the chamber that I'm going to post right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Follow us if only for the memes. Can I steal you for a minute pod on Instagram? And I think if you search for the same thing on TikTok, it'll come up. It'll pop up there too. Yeah. And threads, guys. We have one (laughs) follower on threads. The other day I was like, Mary, we have zero followers on threads. Shout out Carrie Ford. Thank you for following us on on threads. I love you. Number one fan. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
that actually a good friend of mine. So I don't even know if it counts as like a follower. Cause it was- <laughs> hey, everybody counts. And um, yeah, spread the word. Um, if you know people who are watching Love is Blind and they're looking for a place to recap what's going on, because I feel like I'm always looking yeah. for that. Like, please tell them about the pod. I think also people can appreciate our love is blind watching approach because we didn't watch all six and talk about them all at once. We broke it up into a very manageable right. little bit for you to get in. Right. On. And so the next three episodes will be the next time, um, which will be. Yeah. yeah. This episode dropping on Monday. So probably our next episode will be on Thursday. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Lover. Cheers. Lover. Thanks for listening to Can I Steal You for a Minute? Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like the show, please leave a rating and review. Follow us on social media at Can I Steal You for a Minute pod and support the show through Patreon at patreon.com slash Can I Steal You for a Minute.